Well, good day. I'm Mark Sylvester, your host for this 805 Conversation, where we talk to fascinating people you'll want to know better. This is your first time listening. Thanks for coming. The 805 Conversations podcast is produced every other week. Please subscribe so you don't miss any upcoming shows. Our show is sponsored by California Lutheran University School of Management and Tolman and Weicker Insurance Services. Thanks to them both for their support and continued encouragement. And thanks to my podcasting partner, Polstering Press, for this great studio. Well, this morning, folks, you're in for a treat. I have Siobhan Holden, who is a high school student at Santa Barbara High and is the founder of Santa Barbara Cookie Company. Oh my gosh, I, we, we met at Tri-County Produce last year where I shop every other day. And you were on, it was a Saturday, yeah. and you had these great cookies. And I was like, oh, I love cookies. And I went and tasted it. And I also, our listener knows, I run TEDx Santa Barbara, and I thought, it's got Santa Barbara in the name. This is perfect. So welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you. How, how did you start the cookie company? I've been helping my mom cook in the kitchen for many years um, okay. since I was little. Sure. And at first, we kind of did pancakes. You know, that was our Saturday and Sunday mm, thing where mm. we did pancakes every week. And... You know, at one point we kind of started doing, I was asked to make cookies for my class. And so we started kind of experimenting with all these cookies and I brought them to school and everyone loved them. You know, high school students and cookies. Of course. And, you know, we kind of looked at them and we're like, this could be a good opportunity for us. So we started, you know, experimenting even more with the cookies and then thought that, you know, if people liked them so much, maybe we could try to sell them. And Mm have that be a little side business that we do. And, and that's started, what we did. And you started selling them to students at school? No. Um, the Our price point is a little too high for high school students. As as a high school student myself, I know that I don't often have a lot of cash in my sure, pocket. of course. So we um, looked at other places that maybe our price point would be better for the customers. Oh, got to it. Sell them. So um, I, I love this idea of tastiness, but that's your brand, right, is that cookie. that So people can expect that you're going to have paid attention to the tastiness of it. Yeah. Right? So you don't like crispy cookies. Uh, they're not my thing. <laughs> <laughs> so so what if your clients or your customers started saying, we need, we need cookies with a little bit of a snap, like a ginger snap or something? You would, what would you do? Um. I guess that depends. You know, we could try to make a crispy cookie. So far, we haven't really gotten that, and I think that's kind of part of our business model. I mean, what we try to sell are the you know, the chewy cookies, yeah. and, you know, there are other companies that make the crispy ones. So And those people can go buy cookies there, <laughs> right? <laughs> I, uh, having, I love cookies. I'm, I'm also... Um, on the side of unrefined sugars and no wheat and grain-free. And so I've, my vector towards that world has all been related to how do I do things with almond flour and stuff like that and, and yet still preserve that wonderful tastiness, mm-hmm. we call this tastiness, of the cookie. Because, you know, when you offer one to someone, you it's the first bite that matters, right? It's mm-hmm. just like... If we could, only, if cookies were only just one bite, that almost would be okay uh, for me. So you said that you you made them for uh, the class, mm-hmm. and you said we ought to sell these. What what, what, t- what was that spark like? Because that was um, some inspiration there. Yeah, 
I think it was kind of like my mom and I both kind of looking at it together and be like, you know, if people really like these enough and, you know, we could make them and sell them, that would kind of work for us. And so that's what happened. And it was, yeah. So did you, okay, so, so yes, I, I get that, but I, I, I love the very beginnings of these stories. So you baked some up and you put them in, in uh, baggies and put a label on them and took them to school and you're hawking uh, chocolate chip cookies on the corner between English and history class? Um, well, we actually kind of thought it would be interesting to try to do solstice. Um, oh, okay. So we did the solstice festival last year um, and that... Did you go and buy a booth? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there's a big... How much does that cost? I have no idea. A lot. <laughs> What's a lot? I think it was like, I want to say like 7000 for the tent. Like we got like. What? And like the space and everything. So it was, it was a lot. Um, got, how many cookies do you have to sell to make $7,000 back? A lot. Yeah. That's our quote. Our, our quote for the show is a lot. I am, um, I, one of my, my, no, my first paid cooking job, it was 19. And I worked in a coffee shop up in Auburn, California. And he would close at nine and then open up back at six. And there was a big crowd of young people up there. And I said, you know what? I should, would you let me open the place from nine to like three in the morning and I'll serve coffee to the late night crowd? He goes, great. And, and they taught me how to kind of do the math to figure out how many, because coffee was 10 cents. Mm-hmm. How many cups of coffee did I have to sell to pay him rent for that? And it, the math didn't work out. You know, because people will sit there all night long nursing a cup of coffee and how many little creamers do you have to give them, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So that being said, I hear $7,000. I see that's like a lot of cookies. So it's kind of some brand recognition to get your name out there. Yeah. So tell me about that. Well, that was kind of the main reason that we did Solstice. We were kind of going, okay, we're just starting out. At that point, we had only like one vendor and we were kind of going, okay, so... One vendor meaning one outlet for the cookies, mm-hmm. right? And we were thinking, you know, we need to get our name out there more because, you know, if people don't know who we are, of course, th- you know, they're going to be like, oh, yeah, those cookies. Or I could get Pepperidge Farm, which I already know are good. So that kind of thing, like, I think our cookies are better, but that's just me. You should. <laughs> um, so that's like, that was kind of the main reason that we tried to do it because we were thinking, you know, we need to... You know, we're just starting. We do need to spread the word that we are now a thing and that right. you should come get our now, cookies. Now, was this last year or two years ago? Last year. Last year. So I must have seen you shortly after Solstice, mm-hmm. and then we got you at TEDx Santa Barbara. So one of the things about this, I, th- I think about this area, is we pay attention to healthy things. Mm-hmm. So do you pay attention to to ingredients, and is that a big thing? For, tell me about that. Yeah, so... Um, some of our main things that we try to do with our ingredients is that, so we try to use real ingredients, like you said. Sure. So we don't use Crisco or shortening or anything like that. Thank we you. use butter in our cookies because Great. we think that real butter is better for us. It is. And we also use organic free range eggs because yep. we like chickens and yep. I don't think that chickens should be tortured. So yep. we agree. And, you know, we've. You know, so all our ingredients are real, and there's no preservatives in our cookies. It's like, you know, if your mom makes cookies in her kitchen or your grandma and gives them to you as a kid, 
that's the cookies that we make. We they just don't have last an hour, so you don't really need to preserve them much longer than that. But <laughs> what's the shelf life of a cookie? They're about two weeks. Two weeks? So, you know, we swap them out with our vendors every two weeks. So the, bag, the cookies that are on the shelf are always fresh. And, you know, it's just kind of balancing, you know, figuring out which vendors need how many cookies so that stale cookies aren't on the shelf, that kind of thing. But it works. And then, you know, the cookies are fresh and you're not looking at the ingredient list and kind of going, oh, another thing I can't pronounce, another thing I can't pronounce. Right. Oh, look, I can't pronounce that one either. Right. So, Is there some kind of certification that you have to go through in the labeling? I'm not, because I've not, I've cooked a lot, but I've never dove into the, I'm going to sell my food at retail. You know, I'm honestly not sure if, you know, we've been in business for about a year and I think if there was anything like that, my mom probably did that part. And it would have been about a year ago because that's when our main line kind of stepped out. I don't think so, though. Um, there's a like an online um, website that you can like put in like your recipe effectively sure. and you get like a label out of it. Oh, and oh, you pay no, for really? that. OK. I don't remember what that website is called. Right. But then but you did that. And yeah. When you have a new cookie, you go to that site, mm -hmm. poke in the recipe and it comes out. And does that give like the calories? And mm -hmm. it, it, it gives figures all that. out. Yeah. It gives you all the nutrition oh. facts that you would find on any other packaging. Oh, so I love that. you get, you know, like this much vitamin A and this much vitamin D, you know, some of them we have on our labels taken out because it's like zero percent. And we're like, well, this is a cookie. So like people aren't we, paying attention yeah to do we really need to say that there's no vitamin d in this <laughs> no because people aren't coming to buy cookies to get vitamin d so right, right. exactly exactly um so tell me about so there's there's i want to vector kind of into the whole business part of it mm -hmm. there's there's one which is the supply chain piece which is okay i've got ingredients that come in now i've got to cook them do you go and rent space at a kitchen, or do mm -hmm. you do it at home? Um, we work out of uh, Goodland Kitchen out in Goleta, I was gonna, uh, That My guess was Goodland, because Goodland, uh, for those of you in the neighborhood, uh, is a wonderfully large kitchen that uh, culinary entrepreneurs can uh, rent space from and mm -hmm. go in and, and do whatever it is they need to do and package and all that and leave. So you've been at Goodland. Yeah. Great. It's a great facility. You know what I loved about it? Because I was going to go, um, I, I had a wild hair to go make something and I, so I started investigating. But you had to go take classes there, right? And get certified at Goodland. Maybe they don't do that. You're looking at me like they, they didn't make you do that. I don't think they did. Like my like, we did have to get a certification that, you know, like, health code and all of that. But right. I don't recall that we had to do any classes. Okay. So. Okay. So maybe I'm, I'm misremembering that. So so now you have space. Where do you store all your ingredients in the meantime? Um, You know, we're given a shelf. And so the bag of, like, the big 50 and 25-pound bags of flour and sugar, right. those are in, like, a little rolling cart thing. Yep, yep. And then we keep all of our packaging stuff on a shelf. And then we have a rolling cart and then all of our stock goes in the walk-in because the cookies will last for months if you put them in the freezer. Right. So in the fridge, you know, their shelf life starts when they like exit the fridge and go onto the shelf. So yep. in the fridge, you know, they can be there for like 
two weeks and then we give them to a vendor and they're still fresh because they've been cold and sure. that doesn't affect their life. So so you figured that part out and, and do you bake like once a week? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, um, and how many vendors do you have now? Oh, six, I think. Six locations. And, and so what I'd love you to do is um, send me those in an email. I'm going to poke them into the show notes so people can go find your cookies. Um, but give me what's what's the one that sells the most cookies? That would be Isla Vista Food Co- Cooperative out in Isla Vista. They, you know, I got an email from them this morning being like, "We're all sold out of cookies, and we took them cookies on Monday, and we give them." That's fantastic. A lot, so like thirty-ish maybe, and they just go through them. So how many cookies do you make a week? Kind of depends um, on like how many we need to make. It varies. It Hundreds? Thousands? No. Well, we have made thousands, but that was once. Um, okay. <laughs> most of the time we do ranging between 70 to 100 bags, and each bag has six cookies in it. So yeah, six, five, them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. five, six hundred cookies. How long does that take? Night? Three hours. Okay, ish. not too bad. So they're not a big time investment. So th- let's go back to the business side of it. So it's just you and your mom. Mm-hmm. And um, what... What did you do? What do you do around marketing? Other than you know, there was Solstice, but marketing is branding and all of that. How'd you come up with your logo and all of those kind of things? The logos. So I create all the logos. Um, okay. I draw them out, put them in Photoshop and Illustrator, and then okay. format them. Okay. And th- those kind of started with my mom was like. Oh, we need something cute. Hey, you're an artist. Go draw like a cookie okay. doing something. Okay. And. I'm not actually sure that we honestly do a whole lot of marketing. A, a lot of times if I need to approach a new vendor, sometimes my mom will like contact them beforehand. But a lot of times I just like walk in with a bag of cookies and I'm like, hey, do you want to sell these? <laughs> <laughs> and I think I can get away with that because I'm 16. Yeah, okay. I, I've gotten some weird looks and being like, okay, you're a little bit insane, but sure, I'll take these. And a lot of times we'll get a call back and be like, yeah, these were tasty. Um, you know, we have been. <laughs> good. That's our magic word <laughs> for the day is tastiness. So that's good. So, yeah. so one of the things that people are very afraid of, there's a lot of fear when there's a new opportunity that comes up. People can be paralyzed by fear and they uh, don't know the first step to take. And the next thing that comes is cold calling, like cold calling is I'm just going to call someone up and they don't know who I am and I'm the cookie girl. You, um, I think a really great strategy for you is show up with cookies, right? Yeah. And it's like real obvious, hey, I've got these great cookies and they see the bags. How do those calls go? Um, they vary. A lot of times, you know, I'll like kind of walk into a store and, you know, the owner or the manager isn't there. Mm -hmm. So I just hand... The person behind the counter, I'm like, hey, my name is Siobhan Holden. I'm with Santa Barbara Cookie Company. Can you give these to, you know, we kind of look up the owner, the manager of the place. And Thank I'm like, you, Google. Yeah. Can you give these to so-and-so? And there's an introductory letter in the bag with all five flavors of our cookies. And like I said, sometimes the people are like, hey, yeah, these are good. You want to sell them here? And they, <sighs> they make money off of them. They, you know. Of course. It's retail, that's so they... business. That's how that works. Yeah. And sometimes we have gotten, you know, I don't think these are a good fit. And I 
there was like one place where I walked in, like we just didn't get a call back, so they got some free cookies, which is fine. I mean, it's okay. So let's let's travel down that a little bit. What? Um, why do you think they say no? What? What? What's not a good fit? Well, our our price point for the cookies is our vendors a lot of times raise them up like to five five six sometimes seven dollars and you know some of the places where they've said no like one of them was like we don't have space another one was just they're small they're cookies that's an excuse (laughs) that's kind of what we thought i would just take my hand on the shelf and just just clear a shelf and said look there's room for cookies right here so so they they'll they mark them up Mm-hmm. So that they they could list at five, six, or seven dollars a bag for six cookies, so uh, uh, about a buck a piece. Mm-hmm. They're good sized cookies too, aren't they? Mm-hmm. I'm making yeah. a hand gesture that yes, yeah. okay. So what? That's one and a half inch in diameter ish. Yeah. So yeah, just the right right serving, but they're handcrafted. They're all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. So they'll say it's not a right fit, which I don't understand. I well, mean, they could so we've gone to one place and it was, you know, they just said, you know, I don't think the price point will fit the people who are in this neighborhood. Okay, that's so, fair. Fair yeah, enough. And that, like you're not at the 99 cent store. Yeah, it's, yeah. So we had gone to, you know, one shop and the people seemed super nice. Just, you know, our cookies, their our price point didn't fit their business model, which right. is fine. So, um, and then, you know, we walk into other places and they're like, sure. So, so I have two ideas for you. Um, cause I, I, I love doing that on this on the show. Uh, there are, I don't know, I think it's $6 billion a year and I may have my number completely wrong. If I'm wrong, somebody send me a note. I think it's $6 billion in tourist income in Santa Barbara. It's something crazy like that. Right. Okay. So some of that money needs to be spent on cookies, okay? And people love when they travel here to buy something that says Santa Barbara on it. So why shouldn't they have a Santa Barbara cookie, right? Okay, so you're with me, right? Mm-hmm. So where would you, where do you think would be the best place to have a Santa Barbara cookie for someone who was visiting Santa Barbara? Well... I think some of those places we've maybe already contacted. I think um, my mom tried to get in touch with the tourist center. Okay, that's one. And I don't think that really happened because we obviously don't sell there. And I would also say hotels. And I'm trying to bing, get us bing, into bing, hotels. Bing, 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 bing. So. There you go. Because they, they all have gift shops. Mm-hmm. And they all have little snack bars. Mm-hmm. And they all love to have little things that say Santa Barbara because they sell very well because the tourists... And guess what? Tourists have expendable income. It's like five, six dollars, or you know, whatever. It, my coffee costs that much, and they want milk and cookies before they go to bed, so they go down to the snack shop. So I would be in every hotel in town, and there's so many high-end hotels mm-hmm. that that would be a very, very good thing for you to do. Pack up your bags, go and see every every one of the hotels. Um, and the other place that I would have them is, um, and I don't know how you do this part, but you, a little research. I would have a little stand, if you can even do this, I don't even know, at um, West Beach when the big tour boats show up. Mm-hmm. There's 5,000 people on those boats. They all get off. 
on shuttles and they come in and there's if you go by on the days where there's a boat in town you'll see a whole row of tents that are set up for food and wine tours we've had on the show photo tours we've had on the show walking tours wine tours all that stuff cookies <laughs> you need cookies to go on all those tours right you don't want to get hungry <clears throat> right exactly and you want a souvenir Right, that's the other piece is you want a little, like I got something I can't get at Whole Foods, I can't get at my local store when I go back home. It's the no, that cookie was amazing, we've gotta go back to Santa Barbara. <laughs> so um, I, would, I would suggest that. Now, uh, back more into the business, do, how much of the business stuff do you like doing and how much do you have your mom do? Um. In all honesty, my mom does a lot of it because she's older than me. She kind of knows more than I do. Uh-huh. So she kind of does a lot of that side. I mean, like, so she filed our taxes. You know, I looked over sure. her shoulder occasionally, but yeah. I was kind of going, um. Are you interested in that? It's okay to in, not be. And honestly, not really. Okay. I'll probably need to learn how to do that at some point, but. Huh. uh as long as you have good people around you that you trust, <laughs> right? The, but as the, so now, okay, so here's good. Who's the, who's the, do you have a CEO? Is that, or how do you do that? I mean, it's just the two of you. So mm-hmm. do you do everything collaboratively or does mom win the, the discussions? You know, in, so we get along. There aren't, you know, it's, a lot of it is collaborative, but if you like look at the company paperwork, I'm like a minor, so I'm not in oh, a lot of the documents right? because, you know, I'm 16. People are like, eh, no. So it's like our bank account only has her name on it. So like recently I was trying to do something for the company and I put my name, but then the card and it didn't work because it has to be under her name. Yeah, right, so, right, right, and, right. You know, that's not really an issue for us. Like it's. It's our company, but because, and I understand that it's like, because I'm a minor, I can't be on everything. And I'm fine with that. It's, you know, my mom's not going to try to like steal the company from me. (laughs) That's, that's not the way she is. Are you the face of the company? Yes. Got it. Got it. So you're creative director and all of those things, whatever you wanted to say uh, uh, about yourself. What's, what's your, what's your favorite part of your company? (sighs) an interesting question you know i'm gonna say actually probably making the cookies mm-hmm. um you know it's it's work like we obviously do have to Works make them, work but yeah. i'm you know as far as working goes it's pretty fun mm-hmm. i you know we get into a rhythm out in the kitchen we put you and your mom do it or just mm-hmm. you you have any friends no, that hang my, out with my you? mom and i do it it's yep. and you know we'll play music and you know we get like this whole system going down sure. and so you know, if we get in like to a good rhythm of it, the three hours doesn't seem that all that long. And then, you know, I can like take a cookie out of the oven and still have it when it's nice and warm. Mm-hmm. So I think that's probably like the favorite part for me. And, you know, you also get to meet new people. I mean, like I've gotten to meet really cool people in this town. So like I live at a food co-op. Miles, the guy that we work with out there, is super nice. At the airport, Andy and Fred and Michael are super nice. Oh, the airport. Oh. Do you sell a lot out there? Mm Mm-hmm. I would think so. Yeah. I think at the moment they're like our second best vendor. Um, I was just there yesterday. He was like, yeah, our our 
um, sales are probably going to go up because we're getting two new airlines. I was like, okay, that works for me. <laughs> so, do you have to go through security to get in? Because mm-hmm. I think you've got to. So, do you you have to put your cookies? How does that work? Affect like there's a there's like a delivery gate. So I go there and I call the buzzer and then I'm let in, and then sometimes there's like the the gift shop is on like the second level right. of the airport. Sure, sure. Sometimes a guy will like meet me at the elevator, and sometimes I just go up in the elevator alone. And then, you know, a security person meets me at some point and, you know, checks. They had to check the bag, make sure that, you know, it's all cookies. Um, You know, I just got my license recently. So in the past. Your driver's license. mm -hmm. Yes. In the past, my father has had to come with me and it's like, and he has a pocket knife on his keys. So it's like, take your pocket knife off, you know, leave it in the car, et cetera, et cetera. And then, you know, once they're sure that we're clear and that we're not like trying to bring any weapons into the airport, we're let in. I just go to the gift shop, bring them cookies, take back the returns and that's fine. So So. let's, so let's talk a little bit about um, what I will loosely call research and development. Okay. Okay. So one of the things with a with a product company that you're kind of always doing is you're kind of always thinking about the product, maybe improving the product, adding new products, doing customer surveys to see how people like your products and you're kind of it's kind of an ongoing thing. Like you have a great thing and then you you do more. Mm-hmm. So how do, how do you introduce new cookies or what is it that gets you going because that adds complexity right mm-hmm. so we do like seasonal cookies so seasonal okay mm-hmm. so in the past like last fall we did i gotta look at them because i'm forgetting what i'm what cookies i make ah we've done like a molasses we did a pumpkin and like a oatmeal an apple oatmeal walnut cookie and you all know, three sound spectacular <laughs> they're pretty nice i like them the molasses is probably my favorite but um and then you know, so we changed them out for seasons. Like we did a, like a holiday themed cookie with like candy cane and that kind of thing. And so a lot of times, you know, we try to think of like, you know, a nice cookie flavor. So hopefully soon we're going to be introducing a strawberry cookie, the Summerland. Strawberry. Mm-hmm. And it's called the Summerland. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you name your cookies? Yeah, all oh, our cookies are named. Why didn't after- I ask that? <laughs> Tell me what are the names of the cookies. So they're all named after Santa Barbara Places, kind of part of the company thing. So the chocolate chip is the State Street. The dark chocolate salted caramel is the Stearns Wharf. The um, peanut butter one is Henry's Beach. The lime one is the Rincon cookie. Lime? Mm-hmm. Like a key lime cookie? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Okay. As soon as I do my <laughs> TED Talk and I'm off my weird diet that I'm on, I'm going to have one of those. <laughs> they're pretty tasty. And then... The other, like, non-seasonal one that we do is the Cold Springs, which is oatmeal. And so we, you know, we try to name them after places. And then when we kind of have the idea of what we want to do, we do tests again. So, Mm -hmm. you know, at the moment we're experimenting with the strawberry one. You know, we made some last week and they were a little wet. So we get to keep working. Yeah, we keep, we get to keep working with that. And, like, we took them out to Miles at the food co-op and... Um, one of the people out there was like, oh, it's like a muffin top. And it was like, no, uh, <laughs> well, they were. It's like, yes, but that's not what we're going for. So keep improving the recipe. So and when we get it to a point that we like, then we take them to our vendors as samples. And if the vendors like them, we sell them. 
And so a lot of times the first step is me designing the logo and kind of choosing the name and all of that. And then we start experimenting with the cookie. And sometimes that means that we get an extra logo. Like we had a cookie that no one seems really into. So there's just like a random cowboy logo on my computer. Okay. Because that one was like chocolate chip, butterscotch, pretzels, and cayenne pepper. So it had a little kick behind it. Wow. And it was... It was a little too bizarre for people, so that one. Even the people in Isla Vista. <laughs> I guess. Uh, w- w- one of the things that um, I'm, I'm curious if you considered, uh, I, I love packaging. I'm a huge fan of packaging. Um, I used to work with Art Center down in Pasadena, mm-hmm. and they would use our software, our design software. And I loved going to the, to the lobby where all the student work is shown in all the various schools, car design, information graphics, all of that. But the product design showcase I loved. So reimagining toothpaste or wellness products or what whatever it was. And I love the detail that people can get into on packaging. And mm-hmm. one of the things I like a lot is when there's a story. There's like a creation myth or the story behind the cookie or why is it called the Summerland or what is it? Because what happens is we've had, we had uh, John Silva on the show. He's a marketing guy, food marketing guy, actually. He says that people don't buy value. They buy your values. Okay. And your values come out in a story. So the story about these cookies and how much love you've put into them and how you create them and what is taste like, I would be working off tastiness myself. Like, <laughs> I, you know how you do those dictionary definitions? You have a big, you have tastiness, and then it's like all of this stuff, and then it, and then it says, see Santa Barbara cookies. <laughs> you know, it's like you do something like that. But I'd, I'd love to see you do something around the story, again, thinking that the, the target audience is going to be that. IV is a big part of it. They just want munchies, right? They got that. But um, the the tourists, the airport, I'm glad to hear that's your number two, and the hotels, they're going to love those cute stories. They're going to love that. I mean, there should be a little picture of you. There is. There is. Perfect. I love that. Because um, that's going to get them to fall in love with you, and then they, they feel this attachment. Uh, and then, oh, I've got to have those cookies. What do you mean I can't have those cookies? Uh, do you mail order them? We don't because... And, you know, we're a small business and like sure. trying to figure out, you know, you know, well, that's a whole how many level. cookies fit in the box and then trying to get in all these orders. You know, we were just kind of going, uh, we're not like big not enough yet. to do that yet. yet. You got to so, scale. Right? Yeah. At some point we might do that in the future, but it's, yeah, we thought about it and we were like, eh, that's not going to work for us now. So. Do you have a sense of who your ideal vendor, let's say your ideal customer, who's the ideal customer for you? Have you ever had that, have you had that exercise yet with your mom? I'm not sure we have, but I can try to do it now. Our ideal customer is someone who, um, How old, how old are they? How old are they? Hmm. Probably young-ish. Okay. Um, or, so... Oh, see, this is hard. Yeah, because I don't. This, this you know, is the hardest but part of business. We sell to our vendors. I don't even. You know, I don't see a lot of the customers. Um, I'm gonna go with youngish. You know, maybe I'm gonna say 20s to maybe on the high end. I don't know, 
40, 50. Okay. Okay. With enough money to spend on cookies. Right. Right. So that's the other part, right? <laughs> They've got budget, right? Yeah. And are I'll, they health conscious? Or do you think not because they're like, oh, I'm going to sneak in a cookie? That kind of depends. I would say that they can be maybe somewhat health conscious. Okay. So, and maybe perhaps also um, a bit more like environmentally conscious because our packaging is compostable. Okay. Um, I don't think the labels are like the labels. If you took them off, then you could just throw our bag in the composting bin and it would disappear over time. If you don't do that, they're recyclable. Um, so I'd say it's like you would, you'd have to have the money, but you, you know, hopefully would also care about the fact that we use butter. We try to do the right thing by chickens and use organic free range eggs. So do you that tell that story? Um, the little story label is relatively small. <laughs> Sure. So that's written small. Eight, eight, point, <laughs> eight point type. Okay, so we've just said that you can't be old enough that you have to have reading glasses to enjoy the cookies. <laughs> so you know, the, the reason you do that, it's either uh, persona or avatar or ideal customer. It's kind of a standard thing in business to figure out, like, who's my perfect customer? Okay, mm-hmm. and once you know who your perfect customer is, then you know where, then you figure out where does my perfect customer shop? And where does like my perfect customer get their media, right? Are they Instagrammers? Probably, okay, are you doing a huge Instagram thing? Are they Snapchatters? Are they, so you kind of think about that social bit and get people to take, like here's another one, get people to take a picture of you, of them eating your cookie, tag it's SB Cookie Co. and uh, they're entered to win some something. You know, I mean, a little free bag of cookies. Why not? When people, you'd be shocked at what people will do to win something free, right? Especially if you ran something out at the university, out in out in IV. Um, but that's all the marketing stuff. That's that's the stuff I like to do. How do we generate awareness? How do we get more? Like, I want you to have two days a week at Goodland making cookies because you're you're making so many. Right. So so, tell me about. Um, when you when you and your mom you're done cooking you were, it's all cleaned up and you're you know yes it was fun but gosh I'm tired and I'm gonna get back to school and your mom back to work what's the future look like what are those kind of conversations you think about where because you know you could just be on a grind for the next five years doing this but do you have a have you thought about what a future looks like well I think we're kind of step-by-step people if that makes sense so okay we are are what does the future look like is who's the next vendor and okay you know which people do i need to contact so that we're selling more cookies okay pretty pretty short range right yeah well because it's you know without getting to the next vendors we wouldn't be big enough like i said to do you know mail orders so it's so I would say that we kind of have to look at the next step before we can kind of look at, oh, what will happen in five years? Because in five years, I'm going to be in college and we're not, I don't know where I want to go yet, but so. Do you want to be making cookies when you're in college or do you want to have someone working for you who's making cookies? Um, it all kind of depends. Like I said, um, I want to go to art school and part oh. of the thing is that 
There's an art school up in Portland that yes, I like. Yes, there is. And yep. I, I wouldn't be able to make cookies from Portland. Right. You know, at least for this company. So it's at the moment we're just kind of looking at how can we sell more cookies so that, you know, if and when I go away to college, like if I go out of state, that kind of thing, you know, we can be hiring someone else to make the cookies. Like right. I can still design the sure, logos. Sure. I can do that from afar. But like sure. I can't be in another state and making cookies in Santa Barbara. <laughs> so right. Right. It's, right. But like I said, for the most part, we kind of just look at who's the next vendor and, you know, in some ways, like how can we make sure that the vendors that we currently have are getting enough cookies that we're not overstocking them? And that kind of thing. So So that's a good question. Overstocking, do you have to go pick up cookies at the end? You mm-hmm. go every week, you service, or in the case of IV, maybe twice a week? Mm-hmm. Um, we're trying to instate like a schedule for that kind of thing so that I'm not like always running around doing cookies like every single day of the week. That yep. has happened. Yep. It's a little bit insane. Yep. Um, and so at the moment, you know, we're small enough that we take returns. And then we've been, you know, we look at the customer. I think most of the time we start them off with like, oh, I want to say like two of some of the flavors and like maybe four of some of the bigger sellers, which are like the chocolate chip and the Stern's Wharf, the dark chocolate salted caramel. And then we watch how they sell. If, you know, so I live to food co-op sells a lot of Rincon, you know, which a lot of other places don't. So they will get more of the lime cookies sure. than, you know, Cantwell's or the Harbor Market does because they don't sell super well at those two locations. Yep. yep. So we just kind of monitor how the cookies are selling and then we hopefully match the cookies that we give them to reflect how they're selling. And what do you do with the ones you bring back? Sometimes they'll go to school t- with me. And my friends and I will eat the almost stale cookies, which works. And, you know, we've had a couple, like, at at the moment, I'm trying to instate, like, a more organized delivery system. Yeah. In in the past, you know, I've gotten cookies that are, like, really expired. And I'm just like, these are not going to be at all tasty for anyone. So I just throw those out. Yes. (laughs) Yes. What's, What's the biggest surprise in this last year? That's kind of a tough one. Um, I'm honestly not sure how to answer that. I would say, like, you know, sometimes our vendors work really well. So, like, I keep going back to Isla Vista Food Co-op because that's been such a great experience. I mean, I wasn't really expecting to get, like, an email every five days being like, hey, we need more cookies. It's So that's been pretty great and I wasn't expecting that for it to be just like oh hey they like them yeah we're out of yes, cookies again this is good <laughs> yeah this is a good this is a good surprise what's the biggest challenge for you oh another good question that I don't have a good answer for um that's why I ask hard questions <laughs> I just had to think about them challenge I'm gonna say like sometimes like time management and finding more vendors mm. that are interested um like i said you know i'm uh, there was like a couple weeks where i was at a galita every day and 
that sometimes can be a little bit when you're kind of going, uh, or, you know, when I'm almost like, we need another label and I'm like, well, I have homework sure, <laughs> and trying to figure that kind of thing out. And, you know, also finding more vendors because, you know, sometimes you approach a place and you're just like, eh, yeah, no. So it's looking for more places that you could sell that we could sell our cookies. Well, if so. our listener has any ideas on that, just send us a note to sell more cookies at 805connect.com. That mail would actually get to us and I'll send it to uh, Siobhan. So um, you said in here uh, this, you said something about zero kilometer miles in the U.S. What does that mean? So zero kilometer food is like effectively kind of eating local and trying not to you know, get food that was, you know, made in some other country or across yep. the country and supporting your local economy that way. Yep. Yep. Because, you know, the farmers like California is an agricultural place. The farmers who live here had to pay, you know, for their land and taxes and yep. all that. And so trying to support them by buying local ingredients and that kind of thing. And... Oh, I'm trying to get this definition correct. And, you know, just trying to eat things that are near you. Yeah, being a local vore, right, mm-hmm. which I, I love. Um, so I wanted to make sure, and, and I know we, we've talked about the free range and cage-free chickens. I just had an idea for you for your strawberry thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a, I, I, have, I go in and out of doing raw food myself, mm-hmm. and I've got a big Excalibur dehydrator. And I dehydrate fruit all the time. My favorite thing is pineapple. Dehydrated pineapple. And when pears are in season, ginger, lime, uh, juice. So you take grated ginger, lime juice, and then dip the pear slices in it. Oh, And then put good. them in the dehydrator, right? And they are they're get crispy and really nice. So you could take your strawberries... And you could slice them in probably quarter-inch slices mm-hmm. and put them in the dehydrator. And think of it as a – and then when they're dehydrated, break them up like strawberry chips. So mm-hmm. it's like a strawberry chip cookie. And you've removed the liquid problem. That's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, I should try that. So um, I love that. Uh, Siobhan, thank you so much. We, we normally, at the end of the show, uh, let you title the show. But I, I want to call it Santa Barbara Cookies. That's, that's fine. That's fine. I, I, I love that. Um, there's something, or maybe we'll call it the tasty. Uh, <laughs> there'll be t- tasty will be in the title for sure. So thank you so much for joining us on yeah, the show. Well, thank really, you. And and good luck to you uh, over the summer and then as you go into school and 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 keep us keep in touch with us on the show. We've got TEDx coming up, so we'll be we'll be talking to you on that separately. Okay. Okay. Thanks so much. Yeah. Thank you. I want to thank again California Lutheran University School of Management and Tolman and Weicker Insurance Services and our podcasting partner, Polestring Press. If you're interested in partnering with our podcast, drop us a note to partner at 805connect.com. And we've also um, started having conversations with folks who want to do their own podcast. It's easier than you think. Just drop us a note. And uh, for those of you, uh, if you're listening to us on an iPhone Uh, Go to the podcast app and just share this show with someone 
that you know loves cookies, and they'll be really happy about it. Now, they can't mail order these. They'll have to come to Santa Barbara, and there's nothing wrong with that. We have uh, we have listeners all over the world. They're going, oh, man, I really wish I had one of those cookies. Uh, if you have an idea for a guest for the show, drop me a note to mark at 805connect.com, and thank you so much. So until next time, this is Mark Sylvester, your host for 805 Conversations. Bye-bye.